Darren, Darren Hunter here with Dennis Youssef. We are from the PM Growth Experts podcast show, part of Inspired Growth Training. This is a video podcast, and of course, we are audio um, recording, making it available on audio for iTunes, but also on Podbean for our Android people. And today's guest rock star is Steve Rosenberg from Houston. Hi, Steve. Hey, can what's going do, on, my man? Can you do a better introduction to Steve than that? Like, you know, <laughs> do like an American introduction, like, please welcome Steve <laughs> Rosenberg. Come on down. The thing is, today's interview is very different. Steve is very much family, and we have known Steve for so long. We've done a national tour with him uh, going back in March this year over six cities, I think it is, Australia, New Zealand. So, Steve is very much uh, uh, part of the family, but even more important, Steve is a rent roll growth expert globally, uh, stands on his own. And so, you know, it's a real privilege to have you here today, Steve. And I think right now you are sitting in a Sydney hotel. Is that right? I am. I am. Actually, so why is that? Why are you in Sydney when you're all the way from Houston? What, what's the deal? What are you doing here? Uh, well, uh, I have a, a side job, we'll call it. Uh, side job is being an airline pilot. So I fly uh, around. Hey, that must be boring. I mean, seriously, compared to property management. Well, you know what? It affords me the ability to get a lot of work done without anybody bothering me because I'm in a tube for about 17 hours. Uh, it, it's it's good to know that you're working on property management while you're flying a plane. And that's why I fly Qantas. <laughs> All right. So for everyone's knowledge, Steve is a uh, United Airlines international pilot. You have got the route between Houston and Sydney. So right now you're on the layover between flights, correct? And uh, you're flying the Dreamliners as well, which is uh, quite a, an incredible aircraft. So uh, you're a real life Superman, mate. Yeah, I, I fly the 787 for United Airlines. And uh, yesterday, as we know, I was trying to get up to Brisbane for some business on my layover. And uh, this airline over here, I forget what their name, they've got like a rat on their tail or something. And uh, apparently there's a little bit of fog and some drizzle. And apparently they decide they're not going to travel during that time frame. So, um, okay, okay. Let's airline. remember the date. Let's remember the date. Yesterday was the 19th of December. Everyone will know there was golf ball hailstorms. Dennis, there was baseball-sized hailstorms baseball coming down in Sydney. So it wasn't golf ball, it was, it was baseball. But no bigger than what they have in Texas anyway. So right. let's move on with this. But Steve, um, before we, uh, we just talk about, I just want to do a quick uh, promotion for our exclusive partners, Inspection Manager, which is a very uh, popular a most popular inspection app here in Australia, of course, looks after all your ingoing inspections plus your routine inspections as well. Now, as a property owner myself, my property manager uses Inspection Manager. I get sent their, uh, their reports um, and it's so easy for me to open it, see what I need to see, see the photos there. It's, so, it's such an easy format for me as an owner to digest very quickly letting me know what repairs that need to be done. So guys, if you're not on Inspection Manager, get on board, go to inspectionmanager.com um, and get a hold of the most popular, most well-used inspection app 
in Australia. Now, Steve, you're a, uh, a director, um, along with Pete Newbig, um, running Empire Industries based in Houston, and you guys have really taken off. I think we connected four or five years ago, I think, um, firstly on Skype, then within a year I was in spending some time at your office, um, seeing your operations, you guys are very, very impressive. But in the last 12 months, Steve, you've really, really taken off. Um, you've now got offices in, in four cities, which is amazing. But I'll let, um, I'll let Dennis you know, drive the interview with that. But uh, um, you guys have really become a, a leading force in America. Yeah, yeah. We, we you know, embraced a lot of, uh, I don't want to say a lot of different education techniques, but you know, we've really embraced what our, our unique abilities are between Pete and myself. And um, there, there was a very good book called Rocket Fuel, <clears throat> and it's part of the Traction Book uh, series of EOS. And what, what it explained about is everybody has their unique ability uh, of what they do best. And I have a certain skill, and Pete has a certain skill. And <clears throat> we've been able to take that and disseminate it down through leadership levels of our team to really get our momentum going. And, and we're, we're seeing that from the amount of doors that we're closing, from the staff level engagement to what we're doing it. It's not a, it's not a one vertical way. We're, we're really seeing it transcend across the company. And, and I think that's a big part is, is what the team is doing and, you know, giving me the ability, uh, you know, to, to be able to be here, do these kind of conversations, have upper level conversations, pull myself out of the weeds, which as we all know, when you're running a company, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. It's, it's a, you know, everybody, says think out of the box and all these terms but i think the reality is is as operators we want to you know roll up our sleeves and look under the hood ourselves and fix things and that's that's not a leader that's a doer and, it, and it, there's a mental mind shift that you have to do to change to be able to get the team to work better than you can and accept you know that there are better people than you out there that could do things maybe not as good as you personally could but collectively if you have seven members doing something 80 percent that's a lot better than me doing one at a hundred percent. So that, that's kind of what I've learned. Yeah, that's, that's good to see. I mean, um, yeah. And it's important to be able to let go as a leader as well. You know, like, um, a, a lot of people struggle in that. And I think um, a lot of property managers when they're training other people and they're trying to move into another position. And I know when I'm training somebody to go into that BDM position, they all struggle letting go because they like that control of, of what they're doing as well. So uh, a good a good analogy in you know having seven people doing eighty percent of the job is better than you being stretched too thin and being worn out and etc. It, it's it's well said. So Steve, earlier you said I mean as we know you, you're an airline pilot for United Airlines. Why real estate? Like you're a pilot for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean it's, you know did you wake up one morning and think I'm going to give up being a pilot and I'm going to jump into real estate like most people will be thinking you're an idiot right now. Like he's a pilot. Why would he want to go into real estate? Yeah, that's a good question. So, and, and I, and I, and I d dive deep into this, as you guys know, when I do my presentations, but you know, I'm, I look at myself as a, as a accidental entrepreneur of nine 11. And what I mean by that is, you know, nine 11 is what kind of formed my, my mindset that the safe, secure career that I had as an airline pilot, um, when 9-11 hit, I was basically forced with a furlough notice saying that I was going to be out of a career, out of a job. And if we didn't even know if that career, the whole industry was going to exist because it was so foreign. Um, but what it did to me is it realized that the safe, secure job that I thought I had, 
was really the most unsafe and unsecure because all I could do is fly a plane around the sky. I couldn't drive a commercial truck. I couldn't, you know, speak in front of people. I couldn't sell. I, I had no other skills because my whole life I had studied to be an airline pilot. And when that gets taken away from you or the potential to have been taken away from you, you realize how vulnerable you are. And it's, it's like a, it's like getting hit in the face with a brick when you, you're not even expecting it. And so, so it made me realize that I needed to have something else as a safety and security that I could control, not that can, would control me. And, and I gravitated towards real estate, owning properties and, you know, transcended that way to creating a management company. But that, that's the 9-11 yeah. is what did it. Okay. So you owned real estate and I, I know the story, obviously, Darren yeah. knows the story, but just for the people. So you owned investment properties. Uh, I mean, still, like you touched on, you could have easily jumped into driving trucks or um, maybe flying airplanes for farmers or whatever, you know what I mean? Like doing um, crop dusting and stuff, whatever the case, because that's, that's not normally like I, I sold my fruit business and I went, okay, th there's nothing else I can do that's fruit or nothing, right? But you, you, you had that pilot, you had that license in the pilot um, and I would have presumed it would have went gravitating towards something else with an airplane. So it was because you had investment properties and, you know, uh, I, I don't get it. Well, I didn't have investment properties at the time. At the time, I was just flying. What would, okay. The scary thing was the fact that there was going to be about 200,000 other airline pilots out of a job. And I saw, you know, it was, it was an interesting dynamic when you, when you can, when you, I have the unique ability that when, when things are, are, are kind of falling apart behind you, I can kind of slow things down and step back a little bit. And at the time, I was able to step back and just look at everything going on. And what I saw was a lot of people clinging to that career as an airline pilot, where they were going to China, they were going to Korea, they were going down to Mexico, they were going everywhere just to save a job. And they were doing it at a fraction of the pay that we were making at the airline. And I thought, I don't want to run scared the rest of my life. And I don't want to be afraid that if there's a hiccup in the industry that I'm out of a job and... You know, I saw people that had been living their whole lives. They had pensions. They had everything. Well, when the companies went into bankruptcy, they wiped out their pensions. They said, sorry, you're retired, but you're not getting any your money anymore. Wow. And I thought, I don't want to be dependent on that. So yeah. I, I like the idea of flying. I, luckily, I came within 30 people of losing my job. I never lost my job. But what I realized was I need to control my own destiny. But I also wanted to keep flying. The only other thing that I saw out there was real estate gave me the ability to leverage my time, create assets and wealth, and be able to keep my career. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, okay, that's cool. So tell us a little bit about your, your setup, because you guys certainly do um, real estate a little bit different. Um, you know, so your area, ideally you first originally started in um, Houston, and when I came into your office and I was training um, your BDM at the time, you had a BDM, um, and you had the property managers, et cetera. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about how you guys are, like your structure, your setup. Sure, sure. So we, we try to structure a little bit differently than probably the average management company because, um, you know, our whole concept is we run our company through KPIs and through metrics. We don't run them by me being over their shoulder or Pete being over their shoulder asking what they're doing. Their numbers will dictate whether or not they're doing their job or not. Mm. Um, and, and as you guys know, I, I am a very go forward growth mind person. And I realize that if you're going to grow your company, 
if you want your company to grow, you've got to understand in depth marketing and you've got to understand how to make that phone ring. And when that phone rings, you've got to understand how to answer it, what to say, when to say it, and how to close that client. And more importantly, how to get that client to keep buying from you. Mm. And so I really, really learned that craft as much as I could. I listened to everything that anyone told me, content marketing, videos. I took it in like a sponge. And I've also, at the same time, Pete and I are coached by mentors. Uh, we, we get mentored just like, you know, there's coaches out there. I think it's a, a, an investment to be coached. Um, and they bring you on to the next level. And what we've learned is we've learned the business side of it as well. And what I mean by that is as we've been growing the company, we've also learned how to structure and stabilize our company so that our business runs without us. Because yeah. the definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that runs without you. So mm -hmm. if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, which I hope I don't here in Sydney, but if I do, the business will keep running. But if somebody says, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, it would implode, well, then they don't have a business, they have a job. And yeah. the biggest challenge with people that trying to create a business is they don't understand the fundamentals of structuring the business as it is, as far as you know, organization charts, right person, right seat, who should be doing what, how do you, how do you delegate those duties? And so we've learned that, Pete and I have learned that in, in a constant education, it's, you know, um, gotten a master's degree in it basically from the school of hard knocks but we've learned how to structure our company so that it runs without us but it also runs momentum picking up so it's getting faster and faster yeah does that, does that make sense yeah it does it certainly does so i mean you've got um so you also do a great job in um, a little bit hard for australians and new zealanders to get their head around this your real your property managers, your BDMs are out there building relationships with um, rival agencies. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> a lot of things that people do, what I found, and, and because I'm not from the industry, I, you know, I don't have any preconceived notions or, you know, it's one There's of those- no blinkers. There's no yeah. blinkers. And so when, when you don't know what's right or wrong, you just do. It's, it's, what happens is when people tell you, oh, you don't do that, we shouldn't do that. That's not how the industry works that is when you start changing your mindset and you go, oh yeah, we shouldn't do that. So before we were tainted with that mindset, we basically went and said, okay, well, let's, let's create partnerships with all the realtors out there and let's create a win-win scenario because in the States it was very adversarial where the real estate agents did not like the property management companies because of the perception that they would be stealing their clients. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, let's turn that around. Let me see if there's a way to work this. And so we started going to them and, and basically created a referral system that gave them back the property um, should the owner ever sell it, give them a, a monthly referral fee, recurring referral fee. Um, and, and not only that, but we were able to position the message, which is the most important thing. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Same thing. It's, it's how we were positioning the message to the realtor. Uh, we call it with them, what's in it for me. Um, but it's how we positioned it so that they got something out of it more than what we got out of it or the perception was. Yeah, so you're encouraging other realtors, other realtors, um, let us manage your investment properties for you and we'll give them back to you when they're for sale. You don't have to worry about running a department, let us do it. And, and exactly. You're, yeah, so you're building bridges that way uh, because, uh, you know, it just so the listeners understand, uh, you know, in America, um, you know, anyone can just start up a, a property management division. There's a lot of small 
companies that are out there. So you're encouraging them. You stick to sales, let us master it. We'll look after your clients, correct? 